This is Victoria Schneps with our Power Woman podcast. Yeah, I'm the president of Schneps Media with another president, the wonderful Candy Udell, who is president of <laughs> London Jewelers, one of the most esteemed companies in our city, and a grandmother, and a wife, and a mother, and a human humanist, and an activist, and a well, come on, Candy. Did I leave something out? <laughs> no, it's all good. I think you left the cooking and baking out, but otherwise everything else is great. Well, and, that's um, thank you for welcoming me. I'm honored to be here and I look forward to speaking. Well, if anyone was a power woman, uh, it, that defines you. And I know that all of us had an impactful early childhood. And I wanted to ask you, who in your early life impacted you to help you be the woman you are today? Uh, I would say the most important person in my life was my grandmother and my mother. And, um, you know, my mother was a working woman years ago when women did not work. And she also was an animal lover. And she is the one who inspired my values that I have today, along with my grandmother. And they were both very kind, compassionate people. And this is what they taught me. And I, in turn, am teaching it to my children and my grandchildren. Now, it, you know, when you were growing up, you know, it wasn't common for um, animal lovers. I mean, it wasn't something that, you know, today, it's really uh, something of great interest and caring and people have so many pets, but years ago, that wasn't true. How was it yeah. that your mother well, was she gonna... just She brought everything home. So oh. we had chickens, ducks, uh, birds, cats, dogs, rabbits. You know, she just loved to bring everything home. And it was wonderful to grow up with all these animals. And it really taught me a lot about the other side of life where animals are kind and they give back and their loyalty and love is something that some humans don't even have and they teach us humanity and I learned that from my mother. Where did you grow up that you had all this where did you find space for all those pets? We had space we had a big backyard I grew up in New Jersey and oh. we did have a nice big backyard and my mother collected a lot of things but she really loved animals. And this is where I learned a lot of my values. And you know what, it was wonderful growing up, having all these animals around me and just seeing their behavior. I know that you've created an entire line of jewelry. Talk a little bit about London Jewelers and what you're doing now. Yes, well, now what I do is um, I've been very involved in rescuing. And uh, I've been involved in dog rescuing for a very long time. And it's sort of a habit. It's uh, like a horse racing habit, you know, that you can never spend enough money. You know, it's always uh, uh, being drained. So I decided I had to create a line of jewelry to be able to fund the rescuing. And with that, I've been able, I think I've lost count. I may be up somewhere around 10,000 dogs. Wow. Um, a couple of donkeys, um, some elephants along the way, you know, things, other, other animals too, some cats. And, but my main focus are the dogs. And um, I do bring in dogs from all over the world. 
and I work with a lot of organizations and I work with many of the local shelters around here because I bring dogs up from the south from high kill shelters and from the streets. And so I, players, I mean, you know this like the back of your hand, but I really want to make a point of the high kill shelters. People may not understand what's yes. going on behind well, doors. Well, you know, the problem in the United States, in especially within the South, is that they're, they, the animals aren't treated the same way that we treat our animals here. A lot of them are not allowed in the house. A lot of them are not spay neutered. So there's over overpopulation. And a lot of these animals are just let out on the streets. Mm. And then they're picked up by animal control officers where they go to the high kill shelters. They mm. spend a week there. And if no one claims them, they either die or they get rescued. Mm. So because of the overpopulation. So what I do is I fund people through my jewelry that go into these shelters and on the streets and take these dogs and some cats and we send them to shelters up here to find homes. So it's been working very well. And last year I brought in about 1100 from Texas. And, um, you know, it, it's been saving lives. I've been doing it for years and I love what I do. And I also work with an organization which is very interesting uh, called No Dogs Left Behind. And No Dogs Left Behind was created five years ago by a friend of mine who was a jeweler. And he had gone to Thailand and saw the dog meat market and mm. decided he was going to leave the world of glamour and jewelry to rescue dogs. And wow. from Thailand, he went to China and he opened a shelter there. And now we have two shelters there and two other bases. What city are you in? Because I love China. I've been there four or five times. Well, he had one in Beijing, but they closed it down because they didn't want mass animal feeding protocols around Beijing because of the pandemic. So mm. he has one in Gangyi and then he mm -hmm. has one in Daiyi. Okay. And they're, I, you know, they're big cities. Every city in China is big, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, we have beautiful shelters and what he does is he rescues dogs off the dog meat trucks. Oh, and, my. Yes. And the slaughterhouses, the restaurants and the wet markets where dogs and cats are sold for food. And China eats about 20 million dogs a year. <gasps> oh, it takes your breath away. Oh, my God. Yes. yes. I, I believe it's truly mostly the older generation. And it's up to the younger generation there to make change. And he works with a group of activists, all young generation. And these, these kids do want change. And together they are fighting for change. Mm. And which is also very important. Because many of these people have never touched an animal. And, you know, yet they see it on their dinner plate. And they don't know how these animals were tortured and brutalized before they got to their dinner plate. So change is happening. I think it's good. Um, we're very excited about it. And I think, um, you know, with this pandemic, it's happened a little bit quicker than 
had it not happened. So how have you pivoted in your business? You know, we've all had to make things different. You know, you're in business. uh, How many years of the fourth generation is actually in the business? Well, well, we will be in business 96 years. We are four generations. My grandchildren make it five. And my children are involved with me in the business. And um, we started out with one store. And it was just was that the people. store in Glen Cove? Yes, we okay. were four people. Still there? Yes, still here. My husband loves his roots, and you know he will always be in here because it is his family roots. And uh, we started out in Glen Cove, and from there we expanded to Wheatley Plaza, and then we went to the Americana, and then the Hamptons and the city. So we've been growing and we pivoted our business um, actually because being a family business, we believe in integrity and service. And those are the two most important values that we can give to our clients. And many of our clients have become friends over the years. So I think that's really what's helped us to grow. Well, and survive because we both know the kinds of devastation this uh, pandemic has had on businesses. Terrible, terrible. It's, I mean, at first when we closed, we thought it would be two weeks and it turned out to be three months. And I have to admit, it was very scary. We did not know where we would end up and how things would go. And, you know, we were concerned about paying the bills and paying our people. And, you know, to me, the people are the first thing. This is London Jewelers the family of people that work for us, it is a family and we consider every employee a part of our family Mm. and we did not want to lose anyone. And that really was the most important thing to us was to keep our, our family together. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And fortunately with the PPP and, you know, other things that we did, you know, to make it, um, to make things a little bit easier for us and to lessen the burden, we were able to hold on and to keep everyone, which is wonderful. So our family is still together and we have great protocols in our stores. Um, we t- not only we contacted Northwell Hospital and for Northwell, we did a program with them when the stores reopened. So now they came and they looked at everything within our stores And they rated us and graded us and told us all the proper protocols. And it seems to have worked wonderful. We did, we do contact tracing, um, which we're beginning to lessen up on now as we finding things are loosening up with vaccines. Mm -hmm. But we take temperature and we do um, cleansing all the time. And we have all the sanitizers out and we give out gloves and masks and you know, anything to make a a customer feel comfortable. If you want curbside, we're still happy to do curbside. If you want delivery, we will deliver. We will do anything we can to make it possible to make life. Well, I think that's the secret to success is to always be creative and creating new things. I know you just opened, I saw that fabulous safe that was placed in one of the stores. Just quickly tell us a little bit. I was so impressed with that. Was it from... The Vanderbilt, or what was the history? No, of that uh, actually, the safe. Um, we have a beautiful decorative safe that it actually works. 
and I had seen it at an antique show, and it actually is the Rothschild family. Rothschild family. Yes, okay, that, and it's the okay. original safe, and it's dated and signed, and it was made in Paris. It's a working safe, and it's really a work of art. And when we had seen it, it was very costly. And we said, okay, we love it, but we can't do this right now. And then unfortunately the hurricane came and it was located in New Orleans. Oh. And the gentleman who owned it really needed money. So we were able to make a very good buy out of it. And now we have this beautiful safe. Well, it's really something to watch it, to look you. at. It's just, Thank it gives, you. you know, with everything modern and sleek and beautiful in the place, uh, you know, to have that kind of uh, historic safe there gives a kind of gravitas to the yes. entire company. Yeah. You know, I, I know that uh, it's been a long journey and, uh, you know, you yes. and your husband have made this such an enormous success growing the business. What would you say to people who need help and what are your secrets to success that you could pass on to other people to well, be successful? You know, there there is a lot. You know, I came into an industry that was male dominated. And it was a good old boys club. And uh, it's changed a lot today. I think women have now broken the glass ceiling. And you see presidents of watch companies and presidents of jewelry companies. And I'm so proud to be a part of that change because I was there when it did not happen. And for me, I find that over the years, for me, a woman had to work twice as hard as a man to be able to prove yourself. And it was not easy to break into that. And I think once the men see you as serious and purposeful, you gain respect. And it's very important to gain respect from the people you work around and you live around. And my advice is work hard. You can play hard, but you, you must work hard. That's and a good balance, that's a good yes. balance. Yes, it's a good balance. And you must respect other people and respect their rights. And you can give your opinion, but you have to do it tactfully. And I think that, you know, once you're taking seriously, people, a light bulb goes off and they go, oh my God, I think she really knows what she's talking about. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's been a long road. Uh, it took a lot to prove that. And I'm happy to be where I am today. And, you know, I love what I do with a passion. And, you know, for me, jewelry is not just about glamour. It's about heritage and a life full of meaning because you can pass on your jewelry to the next generations to come. And it's always something that people have to remind them of you. So, it is important to celebrate the good times with good occasions and beautiful jewelry. And God knows there's every occasion to celebrate. And jewelry is the perfect gift for that. There's another piece to the pie that I would love you to share. It is not easy being in business with family. And how have you successfully navigated that? Okay, well, I started business with my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. That business was started in 1926 by Charles London, my husband's grandfather. 
And I started with my in-laws. We worked together every single day. And at mm. night I went home and cooked dinner and they came when my kids were young, they would come over for dinner. So I learned as a daughter-in-law that you have to be tolerant and you have to be kind and then you get back. So I respected them and we had a great relationship together. We really, really did. And now I have my children in the business and my nephew. And I have to tell you that um, we all work together really, really well. I mean, let's be honest that there are times when we do disagree. It is a family business, but we have found the right way to handle it is we hired a facilitator. Mm. And it's been very interesting because the facilitator works not only with my husband and I and my children and my nephew, he works with some of our employees in our inner circle and we get everyone's point of view and it's training programs. We've done so many wonderful, worthwhile things that have been so productive coming out of this and our relationships with our kids have been great. So, so you're going to have to pass that name on because I think that is a, you know, I call them industrial psychologists, but a facilitator. Yes. What a genius idea that is. Yes. And we have family meetings. We meet, you know, once every week or two weeks and we sit down and we discuss everything and then we meet with all our people and, you know, it's worked out really, really well. And you know, I'm happy that the younger generation is in our business because they do so many things that my husband and I cannot do, like the digital and the website and, you know, all of those kind. My, my daughter does our Instagram, which is fabulous. The London Jewelers Instagram, the Our Cause for Pause Instagram, the Rescue. So, you know, I think that it's, it's really, um, they've taught us we, it took us time to learn that our younger generation can teach us just as much as we can teach them. Well, I think that's a beautiful note to end on. I'm so pleased to be talking with Candy Udell, president of London Jewelers. And this is Thank Victoria you. Schneps. You're very welcome. Signing off and wishing you a great week. Thank you so much. The POW Women brought to you by Schneps Media and interviewing the beautiful powerful, caring, can do you doubt. Bye now. Thank you.